hands up, you're out of luck And your back's up against the wall From Tunisia to Washington The people are calling no You're casting guns, you're cutting thugs Your lies on the TV None of that can save you now As your reign is swept away Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Hello everyone, this is Kimberly Schultz and Bobby Vaughn Jr. And Bobby. We uh, are here with a Call to Actions radio. Our guest today is Nancy Hopkins, and we are going to be discussing many subjects, but one in particular we're going to focus on today is Shungite and all the attributes that it has and the um, healing properties that it provides to us. Any new breakthroughs in, in Shungite and all of that, but, but before we get in into that uh, we want to say to all of our previous listeners that we're okay uh, we haven't been posting much up yet uh, i've been hard at work but uh we moved from california to ohio it was a massive change but um here coming up soon uh, our guest nancy hopkins is going to be featuring the call to actions radio uh live once a week so you'll be getting a steady uh, feed of a call to actions once a week and we're really excited about that so without further delay let's just say hey to Ms. Nancy Hopkins or also known as the crazy Shungite lady welcome <laughs> and welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio I'm so excited to have you guys here um, thank you for doing this um, well I don't know if you know this you may but I don't even remember how many years ago it was that I was on with your show. You, you, I was a guest on it. And if you go over to YouTube and you plunk in Shungite to find out YouTube uh, videos, that one, that particular one, was the one that would be up before any of the other Shungite shows of anybody. So I've always found that that was very interesting, but... Um, I was impressed with your history and what you've done, and um, I'm just so grateful that you're joining Shanghai uh, Cosmic Reality Radio. It's going to be a fun time. We are super excited, Nancy. I mean, we've always been on this path to help others, and I know that's been, we talked about earlier before, um, you know, we started this conversation. It's like, wow, how long ago was it like we started talking about Shungite I think all the way back in 2013 2014 and many years have passed and yeah. a lot has happened and a lot of people are learning about it a lot of people are using it and you know that's benefiting the planet obviously um, the, the bees we can get into that too and been placing Shungite throughout the United States in you know just to help mitigate some of the electromagnetic frequency that everybody's being you know, bombarded with on a daily basis, whether they're conscious of it or not. Well, maybe we should start out with a testimonial, because what prompted you when we first started this recent conversation, what prompted you was your experience with Shungite, specifically in today, reality. Um, can you just tell our audience that story so that we, we can all kind of understand why Shungite's special? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've been wearing Shungai ever since I got a piece from you since, I believe it was 2014. 
Um, and I usually have it on all the time. The only time I ever take it off is really to shower. So because of all that protection I've had on me, around me, we have stickers on our phones. We have um, the Shungite um, pieces on our Wi-Fi box. We have it just kind of throughout our environment. But this particular time when we moved, um, we had to move quickly, and it happened really fast, the decision. We moved all the way from California to be with family in Ohio, and there's a lot of anxiety and change, and um, I, I took my shungite off because I unpacked some things, and I wanted to wear some necklaces that I had had, and I went like probably a couple of days without wearing the shungite, and the anxiety I was experiencing was through the roof. I mean, I was going out of my mind. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's just all this change. Maybe it's just, I'm, you know, we're empathic. We're feeling the environment of people are stressed and um, a lot of people are experiencing change. I'm thinking it could be a combination of those things. But I went to put my shungite back on and everything, the anxiety was gone. Just boom, like in an instant. And I'm like, okay, now I know all this protection I've been having all these years of just constantly wearing it. Took it off for a couple of days experienced high levels of anxiety from my environment and then put it back on and it was gone. So that was a huge experience for me and that's why I told Bobby, I said, we, we got to talk about this. People need to know when they're stressed, everybody's stressed, under anxiety, you know, this just everything that the world's been through in the last couple of months. I mean, I think now more than ever, people need to have Shanghai on them, around them, in their home, and have that kind of protection to get through this high level of stress that people are feeling. And I would be really interested to hear the testimonials of others as when they get it, what the difference what they might feel. But I personally experienced it at a dr dramatic level of change from having it on to not having it on to putting it back on. So Bobby, and he wears his every day too, so I don't think he's experienced it at the level I did because he usually has his on all the time. But, um, you know, and why is that? We can get into the science. Like, why would I not having it on and not having that protection, what, what does that look like? What is the Shungite doing for me that was protecting me from all that high level of anxiety or the electromagnetic field? Um, around me as well and that you know going for days without the protection obviously made a difference do you want to touch base well, on some of the science yeah yeah when you when you were in california you had an entire shungite environment which means that you were probably drinking shungite water uh, energized water yeah it was actually in our water yes that's right and we don't we haven't been doing that either okay so you Let's just talk about a Shungite environment, okay? So, well, let's just go back to the basics because you, you probably got people that don't have a clue as to what Shungite is. Shungite is a, a comet or let's say just the energy field of something or other that came through the cosmic environment and hit Earth 2.5 billion years ago when the Earth technically was still semi-molten. So when it hit, it didn't go deep into the ground there was no ground it was just soft stuff so it ended up like floating on top of the top of the surface so when everything got hard you have this area that's about a thousand kilometers which is about 800 miles square in Karelia, 
Russia. Now it used to be Finland, but now it's in after World War II, Russia got that area. Um, but it's in the far east, eastern, uh, far western part of uh, Russia, uh, in the far eastern part of Finland. Uh, it used to be Finnish. So you got this area that's got this glob of black stuff. Well, what's the black stuff? It's basically a carbon composite. You've got a lot of carbon in it. That's why it looks black. It looks like coal. Um, inside of this stuff is, is not coal. It's a, they say that, there, that every element in the periodic table of elements is contained within the shungite field. Now, so it's, but it was cosmically created. You know, so you've got all this cosmic energy in it, and it has been known to do amazing things with water, purify water. All the second and third largest lakes in Europe are there in that same area in the Shungite, connected to the Shungite field, and they're pristine, meaning that you can put a straw in them and drink them, and it's perfectly healthy. So they knew the water was, for whatever reason, extremely pure in that area. Uh, the locals began to talk in terms of healing waters, and so by the time you get to uh, the Russian Tsar, uh, Peter the Great, he sends two of his physicians to Karelia and uh, a little town called Shunga. It wasn't even, you know, it's just a little village. And to, because to, to investigate this concept of healing waters. And the physicians reported back, yes, indeed, all this stuff is really true. So Peter built a, um, a, a resort area for his family and a military hospital for his troops. They would take the Shungite nuggets and give it to every one of their uh, military to put in their canteens so that no matter where they were, they would have fresh water. It's been used, see, it's not, we, we see the small nuggets, but the small nuggets is like when they're taking it out of the ground, they're taking a bulldozer and it's, it's strip mining. They're just, you know, slicing off the top of the surface. But there are areas in this, in this vast field where you've got walls of, you know, just solid shungite. You've got huge boulders. And you also have def different grades of shungite. The grade that everybody normally sees, we, I just simply call it raw shungite because it's, it's the shungite that is just laying on the top of the earth and they take the bulldozer and they just scoop it on up and put it in a truck and it goes over to the factory to be processed. It's not, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's just, that's what it is. It's more like a black graystone. The darker the black, the more carbon is, is in it. But if you get into the, the more of the gray, which is less carbon, you have that stuff being used to, to make building material. So a good portion of St. Petersburg's um, government area is actually built with shungite. Uh, so Peter the Great took it seriously. Now, when I got involved in it was in 2014. And the reason that I got involved in it was because of what I call the, the universe of spiritual intervention. Now, that is my over term for coincidence and, you know, 
geez, that was an accidental thing. Well, that was a chance, you know. None of that is. You don't have manifestation in the 3D without a conscious thought. That's period. That's 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 quantum physics. The thought is what initiates the reality. So when you're talking about Shungite in 2014, when I got involved in it, you had a lot of European countries that were uh, knowing about Shungite and people were using it. In America at that very moment, you had three distributors, three vendors. Two of them were only selling the nuggets to use for water for purification because that's what most people knew about it. Another one had begun to use it as um, uh, uh, to make jewelry rings and things. And the stuff that they were using in that is called elite or noble shungite. And that is uh, shungite that has been pressurized more so. And so it's more of a pure carbon. It's like... In a, in a regular nugget, it's anywhere between 35 and 60% carbon. When you get to elite, you're talking about 90% to 98% carbon. And so the structure of it is different, and it's very brittle. It's, it's you know, it's difficult to use in, in jewelry fascinating. But from people who are, you know, energy sensitive, they always, you know, oh, I love the elite, you know. Well... The elite is putting out an energy field that, for highly evolved energy people, um, it it may be preferable. But the raw is putting out an energy field that is absolutely tied to the 3D in that as we as human beings begin to expand and enhance our own mental capacities to understand reality as it really is. The Shungite grows with us. It's compatible to the umpteenth degree, that energy. So when we have a pendant, and, and I'm assuming that you had one of the raw pendants, not one of the newer ones. This is the same one I gave you back in 14, Kimberly. Okay. That particular stone is wrapped in a wire. Now, you have a Shungite energy field, and then you wrap it in wire. Now you've got a Shungite organ field. Now, why is that? Well, it's because organ, which is sometimes called prana, chi, virtually anything that refers to a universal energy field that everybody who is energy sensitive knows is there, but they don't really know what it is, except it's always there. Until you get to uh, Wilhelm Reich in the 30s to 50s. Um, and he, he accidentally kind of stumbled into this finding scientifically measuring uh, that there is something out there and oh well they talk about it as chi and they, he starts to learn and he says it's, it's, it's organ that's what he named it it's organ uh, for specific reasons um, so you've got a new term for something that's always been there but you have an, also a new understanding of how to manipulate it now Shungite's been called uh, a magical substance. I mean, magic, the word magic is associated with Shungite for very, for decades, centuries. And the reason being is that 
magic is the manipulation of energy. So if it's magical, it means that you know there's an energy field there and you can harness it to do something. In the case of Shungite, it was purify water. That was the number one thing. They also found that when you were around it, the energies would create a very healing environment. Um, so that was the initial you know, understanding of Shungite. But now you get Wilhelm Reich in it, and he starts to bring in the concept of Oregon. And so, and I didn't know this. This was all explained to me by uh, Walt Silva. And Walt has been studying Oregon and Oregon devices, and uh, I mean, for, for decades. I just knew that when I took a piece of Shungite and I wrapped a wire around it, all of a sudden I had a really, really amazing energy field. And that energy field was causing people's bioelectromagnetic energy field to balance, to go into a state of stability. And, you know, your chakras and, and all of the things that an energy, energy person, energy knowledgeable person would know about the human body, all of that is affected by the Shungite field. Because the Shungite field is based on a molecule called the C60. Okay, now, the C60 molecule is in the shape of, the ge geometric shape of a soccer ball. So it means that you've got 60 points at which energy collides with an opposite energy coming from the opposite direction, and they nullify each other, creating a null point. It's the geometry of the C60 itself that is causing these continual, boom, explosions of null points. When you've got null points, then you have a door open, and it's all energy, but you have a door open to the quantum field because the universe deplores a vacuum. And so with a null point or vacuum point or zero point, boom, all of a sudden you got the opening to the quantum field. Once you get into the quantum field, you're talking about proto-energy. And proto-energy is the stuff that everything is made from. So you now have access to like, you know, instead of having access to Home Depot, you have access to the lumber company itself. And everything you would possibly need is right there. All you have to do is know what to do with it. Well, in the case of Shanghai, Shanghai just keeps bringing it in and creating a field, and those fields are so powerful. It's it's a rather large molecule, but it's it's rotating at 20 billion times, 20 b b billion times a second. All right. It's also not normally naturally found in nature. You can find it in a few few places. A meteorite strike and three places in the world that I know of. Two gold mines, you'll find the C60 naturally. But in Shanghai, you find C60 molecules all through it. So the only way it could have gotten all that C60 in it, well, let me step back. Okay, so C60 molecules, because they weren't prevalent in nature, nobody knew about them. And then in 1983, three scientists got together. They were all looking at similar subject, but from a different way. And they came together and they realized that, oh, wow, if they put their minds together, they're going to have this amazing thing happen, which it did. And, it, and they eventually won a Nobel Prize for it. But what they got to doing really is basically is that they wanted to know what kind of a molecule could you create in interstellar space. 
without the limitations of gravity and all the other stuff that goes along with it. So they ended up with a C60 molecule, lab-made. Oh, my God, look at this. This thing is amazing. Very big molecule rotating in an incredible 20 billion times a second. Um, and then it became known as uh, almost like a fountain of youth. Hey, you take this stuff, you're going to be cured of everything, and you're going to be healthy and live forever. All right? But as this is what's happening, um, uh, again, coincidence, no, I don't think so, it's thought and action, but coincidentally, a guy from um, Russia came over to a, uh, I think it was a Houston facility, I'm trying to remember the university, but anyway, comes to a university environment, and there's a, uh, a young uh, uh, professor there that happens to have a picture of a C60 lab-made molecule microscopic thing you know and uh, this Russian professor just happened to see it and he looked at it and he went whoa or something like that and what had happened was that he had been just before he's leaving Russia was investigating shungite and they had found C60 molecules in it and didn't know what they were so the only place on the face of the earth that you get these C60 molecules contained in a naturally occurring thing, shungite, um, and that that you know that's the magic. It is C60, but I will tell you that it is not C60 in tremendous amounts. Okay, now in the elite you got 98% carbon. It's a carbon molecule, so you the more more carbon you have, the more chance you have of having a lot of C60s in it. But a typical nugget doesn't have any more than six of these little molecules in it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you had a, 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 a pendant that had not one C60 in it. doesn't matter at all. Because it's never, ever been the single molecule, the single nugget. It's never been a single pile of shungite powder. It's never been uh, a room built from shungite bricks. It's never been that. It's always been the shungite mother load in Karelia. Because that creates an astounding quantum connection. So that every tiny little piece of shungite that goes off into the world away from the mother load is still, still attached to the mother load. So... When I started to get involved in it, and I don't know if you want to hear, you know, my specific, how I got into it. It's kind of an old story. But when I started to, to really get into understanding what Shungite was and, and what it could do, um, and I, I, I do talk to Gaia. I believe that Gaia is the uh, creative consciousness of the planet, and she's the consciousness. You can talk to her. And that I had been talking to her uh, for a while. And when the Shungite got there, as a matter of fact, I asked her for Shungite, not knowing it was Shungite. Let me tell you a story. Okay, so I'm on Facebook. I'm, uh, I'm Facebook was open, but I was actually researching what's called an electromagnetic pulse. You'd like this, uh, Bobby. Uh, when I was in the military, the concept of an electromagnetic pulse was very dangerous to people that were electronic warfare officers understanding electronic battlefields because 
an EMP that comes off of a small even or large, they always they always happen, uh, was an electromagnetic pulse from a nuclear explosion. So you have a small tactical nuke that you fire off that doesn't do too much physical damage to your opposing forces, but it blows the crap out of your electronics. So, but it takes a, you know, at that, when I was, was studying it, I had just heard that they had somehow or another figured out how to get to artificially create an electromagnetic pulse and that they could take down a citywide electric system or even more. And so I got, because it was my job for so long to know about all this stuff, I just sort of started looking at it. And I ended up in Russia because Russia was always the best in electronic warfare. Nobody compares to Russia. Now it's different, but it's different because I was there. Because I made the Americans realize how much more advanced the Russians were to where they were, Americans. But anyway, um, but the the Russian document I'm reading is well, it was a, it was a document about the, what the Russians were doing regarding EMP, and it said they were using something called shungite to protect their electronic equipment. Now the weird thing here is that as I'm finding this, like 20 minutes before I found this particular thing, the Facebook had gone ding, 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 ding. I went, what, what, what's happening? And one of the groups had suddenly found out the dangers of electromagnetic systems are killing us. And now we've got Wi-Fi killing us faster. All of a sudden, it, they just, oh, my God, you know. And they were all freaking out and panicky. And I'd known about it for 40 years. I was trying to convince people nobody listened to me. But now they are listening to somebody. So um, I, I didn't have the time to try to explain, you know, all. I, I could have answered every question they had. But I, I didn't have the time. I was on my mission. <laughs> and I'm very mission-oriented. So um, the, the, I, said, I said, Gaia, Gaia, give me something to give to them. And 20 minutes later, I find Shanghai. So I go back to the group and I said, get Shanghai. <laughs> I go back about what I'm doing. And then the next day, I cut, bing, ding, 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 ding. What, what's the matter? We can't find Shanghai. We don't know what it is. Where did it go? Oh, for heaven's sakes. Now, this is where the thing about universal spiritual intervention comes in again. Because I had been, after I got out of the military, I ended up into mineralogy and selling and buying uh, all sorts of gemstones and minerals. So I was very, very, very educated in the whole subject of, you know, even the the buying and selling of, of massive quantities of stone uh, for collecting purposes. I had also been, and this is the job I kept saying, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I was the office manager of a small manufacturing company that made uh, military weapons but I had to know international shipping and not only that but international laws from each country as to regard how do you do shipping between I'm crazy why do I need this I kept saying well it became obvious very quickly that I needed it to know how to actually find Shanghai Who's the distributors? What? Where's it coming from? What? What? And and had the knowledge to know what questions to ask. So here you got in 2014. Now I've got to start dealing. Oh, and plus the fact that two days after that, a friend of mine that had been planning a, a trip down here for two years, 
gets here and she has a she was a, a she, at that time she was doing psychic uh, t- telephone calls and she says I need to put up this Wi-Fi system because I need to use Wi-Fi and this is a, she visited me a lot of times but she's never had to have Wi-Fi it could be a line, uh, solid line and so I said oh, okay she turned that sucker on and I thought I was going to projectile vomit <laughs> it was so awful I said I can't have this and she looked at me and she looked at her hand and she took the ring that was in her on her finger off and went over and stuck it on the antenna to the Wi-Fi. And all of a sudden this entire ugly field just boom reversed. And I went, What'd you do? What what'd you just do? She said, Well, I just got this stuff called Shungite. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So at that point I said to Guy, I said, Guy, well, what are we doing here with this Shungite? And she was very succinct as she is and specific. Get Shungite to the masses. Doesn't explain how to do it, mind you, but that was my mission. So that's how I got on the mission. And through the last, uh, what is it, six years that I've been working and working. I mean, at one time I said I said to a uh, uh, guy, I said, guy, guy, please, you got to get me somebody that can get the stuff that's in my head and make it real. Well, a few days later, I get Walt Silver. Get introduced to him. And he's the guy that I'm a remote viewer. And well, everybody's a remote viewer. I just happen to be very experienced at it. And one of the things that um, few people have known how to do or found how to do is to do molecular remote viewing, where you go down into the energies of the electronics of the of the molecules themselves to be able to see what's happening. So I would say to him, oh, I'm seeing this, this, and this, and I'm talking molecularly like I'm, you know, can look through something that makes it all big. And that's exactly what it's like. You just are going to an area that, you know, size doesn't matter, time doesn't matter. It's it's just your ability to perceive at that level. And I got all of this really good information that I didn't know what to do with, but Walt did. And so I'd say blah, 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 and he'd say, okay, and then he would figure out a way of testing my observation and then once he tested the observation and proved that it was what I was saying it was um, then his next question would be what does it do for me it was always what does it do for me so it does this what does it what why why do I need to know this what is what is it good for and then then he the master manipulator the master magician would figure out a way a device from uh making the stickers that you put on the phone to some very sophisticated devices that would harness not only the shungite field but orgon he'd been working with orgon for decades as i said with shungite it took the entire science to a massively uh, more expansive uh, platform because now he could see oh look at this I can I can use it and I can um, I can make water you know absolutely pure I can put it in the soil I can make it that's the reason see a lot of this stuff was being observed but because of my ability to actually look at it energetically and see what was happening and Walt's ability to take that information to make something out of we have a lot of products that you don't get anywhere else in the world, except for the fact that they've copied them, which is fine. My mission was to get Shanghai to the masses. 
You know, she didn't say to me and make a lot of money at it or get a lot of fame. I just just get it to him. And that's that's my goal. So that's why we've never pulled patents. I pulled preliminary patents on everything because I didn't want somebody else to because I was out there every virtually every day on radio telling people about Shungite and what we were discovering. So it was knowing all the things I had been taught about mineralogy, about international shipping, about what to look for. It was about my understanding of, of because I was an electronic warfare officer and I understood a whole bunch of of things. Um, but it was it was this 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 idea that I was on radio. And that gave me a voice to thousands. And I was with Wolf Spirit Radio at the time and Revolution Radio. So I was able with, and, and I had JP and other people that were hosts and producers that were listening to what we were talking about that really got behind Shanghai. And so they started supporting Shanghai and getting the word out. And so we went from, you know, three vendors to what, probably thousands of vendors now. In Shanghai, in the United States, um, and the other thing about minerals is that we would we were always getting minerals that were going to do this amazing thing, and for four months you'd get that amazing thing happening, and then it was started to no, I don't think it's working anymore. Now that that took me a long time, and it wasn't until I was introduced to Shanghai that I understood that phenomenon. It's all thought. So Shungite, it's, it's it's been called. It was actually it's actually called by the people that know it best in Russia, the medicine of the 21st century, and they said that it would be worth more than gold by weight. Um, I thought they were crazy. Now I'm not so sure, but I do know it is the medicine of the 21st century. So what you've got when you when you when you enter into the concept of the the Shungite. You got a tool to teach us more about energy and about how it all works. So in your case, Kimberly, when you were in California, you were living in an environment that was a Shungite environment. Now, by that, what I mean is that you were drinking Shungite water. Uh, you can put three nuggets on a pipe and your entire system will become Shungite. It's, it's, I'm going to get... I'm not going to tell you the whole, I'm going to tell you facts, but the facts are only part of the story. There's always more to Shungite, but I, but just to be able to get the basic idea of it. Three nuggets, it's always three nuggets. People talk about Shungite water and they've got a fistful of Shungite in the water. You don't need that. All you need is three, it's energy, it's not chemistry. And if you've got three nuggets, that water becomes completely energized. So you've got Shungite energy water um, that water itself is not only pristine it will chemicals that are in it will disappear um, and again it, it it's it, I know it sounds like it's it's got to be not right that I'm telling you this because it seems stupid how can this be the three nuggets can actually change your entire water system but it's energy so when you got the field of three, and three is based on Tesla science, uh, three six nine, you'll understand the entire universe. Um, 
when you got the three nuggets on the pipe, the water that is within the field of the shungite becomes alive because the water molecules themselves in a water system, a piping system, they are not moving. They're dead in the water. <laughs> the molecules are dead in the water. So that's why you hear people talking about structured water, getting those molecules to be alive again. And <clears throat> and by the way, the ones, the structured water systems that are working are based on shungite. They will not tell you that, but I will because they've told me. Okay, so you get the shungite field, starts the water molecules uh, spinning. Now, this is really where we get a demonstration of resonance. And resonance is when one energy field is very similar to another energy field. And if you get the closer you get, the more you interact, the more you intensify each other. It's resonance. The In music, if I had a guitar and on the other side of the room I had another guitar and I hit the C, boing, the other instrument, even though it wasn't hit, the, the, the uh, string will begin to vibrate. If you take um, one of these uh, chime things where you hit it, and it doing, tuning fork, okay, doing, and you got another one, it's going to start to vibrate too, even though it wasn't hit. It's called resonance. And so why Gaia wanted all of the shungite out there to the masses is because shungite is will resonate with every piece of shungite, including the mother load. Yeah, I wanted to say something so about that's, that real quick. Um, you say, sure. Yeah, you mentioned um, quantum connection. M maybe mo most people don't understand what that means. Quantum entanglement. So now your entanglement is with the mother load because you have the shungite on and it's resonating with it. And so that's where we get that balance that I experience once I put it back on. Yes, and that is why you don't need even a C60 in a given nugget because it's that quantum entanglement where every piece is as powerful as every other piece, not even depending on the composition. Does that make sense? That is just really cool. I mean, it's just a, a new concept that um, I don't think we really got into in the past because I don't know that everybody understands quantum entanglement so I, I just a, think it's really cool I have a question too um, so you know understanding understanding that shungite is connected to the original source that of which it was consciously placed uh, at the the beginning of the formation of earth uh, in your opinion or or fact one of the two um, either way I'll take it as a good piece of knowledge what are the effects of placing shungite throughout the planet would that have a different effect than it just being shipped to the United States or just two single points well uh, let's see in 16 um, Derek took oh, I don't know probably a few thousand nuggets of Shungite and he drove for almost 5,000 miles through the western part of the United States throwing Shungite out the window Okay. And so and, and and then he came back and he reported on it. Well, that got everybody excited. So 
everybody, I mean, not everybody, but all over the world, people are doing this. And there is a map, um, a Shanghai map where people just sign in and say, I've, I've, I've got it here. I've got it here. And the, I, I haven't looked at it probably in, in six or seven months. But the last time I looked at it, there was 110,000 people that had reported all over the world. And those are the ones that know about the map and reported it. And we're very vocal about going out into nature. Anytime you get the feeling like, oh, this place needs shungite, then gift it shungite. Yeah, I think a, and, a, a good a good project would be uh, globally for individuals to place whatever they could contribute at uh, some of these uh, tech companies headquarters or buildings or or sites say if there's a chemical plant in town that they're not okay with place it in or around the, the chemical facility the nuclear plants say if there's a, a Google um, data factory near where you live you know generously place a few nuggets somewhere where they're not going to be disturbed in the general vicinity of the Google building um, I'd say that'd be a pretty pretty interesting project uh, to integrate it both in nature and at some of the uh, the larger electronic distributing companies or uh, uh, toxic sites well they've they've uh, I wrote a book uh, Shanghai reality got published um, at the end of December and I dedicated it to the Shanghai grid makers those people who are going out and uh, Derek, he's got a store. We've got the Shanghai store. This is specifically Shanghai through CosmicReality.net, which will take you to CosmicReality. I mean, dot, I think it's a dot com. Um, but that is all of the products that I talk about in the book, plus a whole bunch more. And a lot of those whole bunch mores are little things that like a, an octagon uh, shungite resin pour in other words you take a mold you pour the, the shungite in it and they put all sorts of different things in this and you know they, they try to keep the price down so that you can feel comfortable gifting it so they've made more and more powerful let's say they're actually energy devices to place out there to expand the grid um, and if you just go over to mysticalwares.com, I think it is. All of the uh, when we do the YouTube, all of the the links that well, I might mention, or, or um, Bobby and uh, Kimberly might mention, will be under the YouTube in the description. Um, hopefully, all of them. <laughs> but um, so there's there's many there's a lot of activity, a lot of knowing about that. And the other thing that's spreading Shanghai worldwide is the Be Shanghai Beehive Project. And um, beehives all over the world have Shanghai on them. That's a fascinating project. And since the last time we talked, um, or to any of any new listeners, um, could you touch on what the Shanghai Beehive Project is and any new projects that you've been working on with that? Or like where people could go to become part of it as well. Um. 
Well, if you go, if you get over to any of the where Derek Condon is, he's the one that that started it. <laughs> what happened was he was listening to me, and I was talking Shungite, and I was talking with Walt, and I said, Walt, I think that if we can get the Shungite into beehives, that we're going to have uh, stop the colony collapse because I was convinced it was it was Wi-Fi uh, associated, and so we got into talking about. Well, you could do this, you could do that. You know, you know what, what can we do? Well, meanwhile, Derek hears me, and he's a beekeeper. And I was asking for beekeepers to contact me, and once I asked him, I said, why did you never contact me directly? He said, I figured every beekeeper in the world would have. But no, that does, that didn't happen. And But he listened to what I was saying, and so he took – he actually bought from us nuggets and took the nuggets and put them, three of them, on the outside of the hive. And then he proceeds to watch the bees, and if they go in or out of the hive, they would walk over the shungite, and they would rub up against it. So that by the end of the season, these round pieces of nuggets were now in the shape of mountains because of the way they would rub up against them. And he started that in 2016, and this year, uh, okay, they have never... They have never, in, since 2016, lost a bee, one bee, to radiation, Wi-Fi, colony collapse, or mites, or disease. Gosh, that's powerful. That is, that is, that is awesome. And uh, I'd say that's a, uh, a tested scientific project that had a really good outcome. And I'd say that um, you guys' hypothesis on it actually working would you say it works? Oh, it works. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the thing of it is, is that um, it's it's not just Derek. It's like I say, all over the world, they're getting the same results. Awesome. And and he's in co- he's in contact with them. I mean, not everybody. Um, he put he he put up a a website or a Facebook group. Um, to try to have another way, because he's trying. We're trying everything we can think of. There is a uh, Shungite Beehive website where you can get a. There's a forum. You can join people. You can talk to people, you know. But w- my opinion of beekeepers is that they're kind of lone ducks. You know, I don't see a great deal of sharing and group participation. I mean, I know there are people out there, but the vast majority of them that are into the Shungite. Uh, started it because like Derek by himself not talking to anybody but then they start listening to Derek and and there are universities studying it uh, there are governments studying it this is a worldwide phenomena and uh, you might want to invite you might want to invite Derek on your show because he'll he'll give you quite a an education in um, not not just what Shanghai's done for the bees, but in how you can have your own bees. Yeah, has um, uh, has anybody placed uh, any shungite powder near wild bees or wasp nests or anything down that line uh, in nature, or is it just beekeepers? No, a lot of well, you put it out there, the bees will find it. Um, for instance, if he, he's got a. a a water, uh, like what do you call it? You know, bird bath thing, and it's got shungite in it. 
and he's got film. You can go over to the YouTube stations. It'll be listed below. And you can see film of bees and butterflies and wasps all drinking from the same thing and sitting on shungite, like sunbathing on shungite. They're attracted to it. Animals are extremely attracted to it. In in the book, um, Shungite Reality, there's 67 pages, 67 pages of testimonials from customers. And a large portion of that deals with animals because animals don't have their head in it. In it. So, boom, you know, yeah. they get this uh, immediately. Oh, yeah, Shungite. I mean, you know, I've got a pile of Shungite out in the yard. And four cats there. It's in their patio, and they're they're continually just laying on the shungite. Awesome. And in the middle of the the, <laughs> the flood, one of them were, walked on a one inch branch of a bush, and I'm going like, what in the hell does she think she's doing? There's water underneath her. I couldn't imagine where she was going or what she was doing. And, you know, it's wobbly. And finally, after two and a half feet of walking on one inch, <laughs> she fell into the water. Jumped up and kind of turned around and said, well, that was really stupid of me. But it wasn't until the water went down that I realized she was over the shungite pile. She wanted the she, Maybe the shungite pile isn't under this water stuff. And the reason I noticed that was because she was on top of it. Oh, as so soon as it started clearing, she got on it. So um, that's that's the attraction of shungite to all bees and anything. I mean, it's like... They love it, and yes, you can you can actually walk up to a beehive, and, and the beehives and the connection to electromagnetic Wi-Fi energy is absolutely scientifically proven. Anybody who knows anything about this subject now knows that it is not it's not the chemicals, it's not the fertilizer, it's not Roundup or any of that other stuff. That's all contributing to the collapse of the bees, but it's the Wi-Fi. I, I mean, absolutely, one one research project, like the one that I cite in the book, um, virtually 10 days after they put a cell phone near a hive, the hive goes into colony collapse. That's a cell phone. There was a, Never mind the crap around them. There was a, in Newport Beach, California, where we lived uh, when we were in California, there was a, there was a church, and we noticed there that outside there was of course you know there are the, the fake cell phone towers that they make either look like eucalyptus trees or in this case they had built a uh, a cellular tower outside of a church in a cross about three foot wide by two foot um, by two foot deep right but it, it was about 20 25 feet tall altogether and inside were uh, cell antennas Right, and so Kimberly and I thought that was kind of strange how they're using, you know, the house of God as a way to. Uh, People were getting Wi-Fied where yeah. they're at church, right. and it really bothered us. We we contacted the pastor. Yeah, the pastor. We act, and he actually invited us over to his church, and we sat down and talked to him in his preacher room, uh, for lack of better words. So we were in his room, and he had told us that when he. Uh, was assu assumed the position of preacher of the church, and uh, they had that cell tower. The, the cell tower, they're renting space on the property to pay the church to keep the cell networks there, right? So it keeps the church up and running. But he, um, 
when he assumed the position of preacher, uh, he had noticed somehow um, that near his uh, preacher preacher's room, millions of bees on the inside of the wall by the tower were dead. And that was just something that stuck with me since then. So I'd say definitely, uh, you know, cell towers and the, the uh, EMF and, and the electromagnetic radiation coming from these, these uh, cell networks are directly contributing to killing of bees. And I know that from a preacher's own testimony. And, and something that, that I, it's bothered me um, is a lot of, a lot of the Wi-Fi boxes are now going into people's bedrooms. And so a lot of people don't know it's dangerous. So they're running, they're sleeping with Wi-Fi running through their bodies in the room while they're sleeping. Um, we actually, the last place we lived before we moved, our Wi-Fi box was also in our bedroom. And we would, if we weren't using it, we would disconnect it and turn it off. Completely unplug it from the wall. And we yeah. also um, noticed that our, feet, our, our sleep was getting affected when our cell phones were on. So I guess it was um, like a year ago, we ended up putting our phones on airplane mode and putting them in aluminum so we don't have signals running around yeah. affecting our sleep. And as soon as we did that, our sleep went back to normal. Yeah, it was like an aluminum case uh, that you would, it was used originally for calligraphy pens, but it's aluminum and it has a flip open top. So both of our phones just fit really well in there. Um, but a lot of people are using, like a lot of teenagers and stuff are going to sleep with their cell phones near them. And people, whether they are conscious of it or not, you know, you can't see this energy people are being affected by it. So you wonder if this isn't contributing to a lot of the diseases and the cancers and things. Um, I think, um, I think um, Wi-Fi radiation or electromagnetic radiation in general could actually have uh, mutation properties or mutagenic properties on definitely things that are small, like viruses or bacteria. I know radiation just uh, from, you know, nuclear power plants cause mutations in humans and animals. And that goes for like four generations. Uh, four generations that we could test um, in humans, but actually um, over 20 generations in mice because we've only been able to test those generations because uh, radiation's only, we've only been testing radiation for about four generations in the U.S. But in mice, the studies go up to at least 20 generations. So I'd say that it, uh, with merit, it's more like 20 generations in human beings as well. Um, I wanted to bring up something that um, you've covered with us a couple of times about 5G, Nancy. Um, around here, I, I keep seeing this billboard by Spectrum saying 5G is here and 5G is not fifth generation. Um, we've, did you want to go into what the, all that means? Uh, that's kind of a long uh, story, but let's just go back to, to what happened to you because we're getting, you know, five minutes till the break. So let's just look at that because you were in an environment where you had Shungite around you all the time. And then you moved out of that environment. So as long as you had the personal protection on, 
you were okay. But once you took that off, then you're living like everybody who doesn't know anything about Shungite. That's the amount of... No, it's not. It is not. Now, if you had been at your apartment that was an environment of Shungite and taken off the pendant, you wouldn't have had the same reaction because you're in a Shungite environment. I'd really appreciate you bringing that up because I now I, I'm like, let's put our Shungite back in the water. Let's put it, we're getting ready to plant a garden. Let's put it in the soil. You know, we there's a bunch of stuff we need to do that we just got distracted by the move. Yeah. And that's why it was so important that we have this conversation for others and, you know, specifically to ourselves, including our pet. We need to get Ollie, um, our pet, He's a little 13-year-old pug. He just had surgery for a cancer. He had a tumor grow, um, and I don't know if it started, you know, because of the Wi-Fi in the bedroom or what have you. But um, we want to like somehow get the Shungite on him. Yeah, do you guys, at you guys, uh, does Cosmic Reality or any of your other um, sub companies? Do you guys carry any uh, pet products that include Shungite? Oh yeah, they've got pendants that you can buy for pets. They're they've been made knowing that pets can. <laughs> My guy, I don't care how I do it, he's going to lose that pendant in the yard someplace, you know. But um, they do. They've gone out of their way to make um, products that are affordable um, and uh, effective for pets. One of the things that is extremely. Uh, it, useful in the area of pets is what is called shungite rubber and it's actually uh, a silicon rubber thing based liquid that is mixed with a mixture of shungite because we have improved on the shungite stability of the field and the power of the field by adding silver to it it's called silver saturated shungite all of our s4 stickers that you use on any piece of electronics is shungite saturated it's, it's yeah. silver saturated shungite yeah. by walt silvis why it's that's for yeah. um so with, with the pets if you get the rubber you can just put it down where under their beds okay perfect. where they sleep yeah okay and that way you don't have to work and especially if the environment is now a shungite environment um, but that particular uh, frequency, in my opinion, if it could be measured, is in the, the same frequency as a cat's pure, pure, pure a cat's purr. Mm -hmm. And I went for, to the chiropractor uh, at least every three weeks for 25 years until I got Shungite rubber, and I haven't been back since. So that was, what, six years ago. So you're sleeping um, on it? Is it like under your mattress or... It's, it's under my butt any place I sit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when we go to bed, it's the dog's got it. Um, I had put it in with the cats, with the cats, but um, it was one of the first pieces that we made. And it was, we didn't use it after that because it, you could actually tear it. It was too brittle, you know. Mm -hmm. And I go in there and I said, I see this weird thing. I said, what the hell is that? Well, they'd taken shredded, <laughs> shredded the Shungite. So, so they, they they couldn't do it to what we got now, you know. But um, but that's how much fun they had with the Shanghai. Wow. So uh, yeah. Um, so okay, so we're that break right. Say again. Yeah, the break. Um, okay. Now what I wanna what I wanna play here is um, 
we've been having uh, Barbara Menezes and Craig Stewart, uh, husband and wife, wife team, on uh, Shanghai uh, radio show. And these people really put out some amazing music. Uh, I think we're into the sixth week, and every week they put together another amazing uh, piece of music. This is the one they introduced today. It's a little long. It's five, five and a half minutes. And I know this is your first pre premiere show. But what I want to do is ask people to really just allow yourself to uh, be submerged in the energy of the music. The words are amazing, but the energy. Because the music that they're doing really right now is in concert with messaging that Barbara gets from Shanghai. And Shungite's message that came along sort of with this with this music, and the music is is uh, dance of illusions, okay, dance of illusions. And the message came that um, we 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 have to we have to stop shape shifting because what we're getting is we're getting all this programming that causing us to act in certain ways. We've got to stop doing that. We have to come back to our core, our authentic self. And to immerse ourselves or step into the true source of who we are. And that's where we are energetically on the planet right now. So um, everybody just kind of let this, you know, flow through you. And you've got five and a half minutes. So you can do whatever you need to do and still get the energy. Nice. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Did you like that music? I did. I did. It Thanks was, for sharing with it us. It was melodic and stuff and uh, very dreamy. I'd say uh, hopefully all the listeners are still awake because that could that'd be some Take a pretty, pretty good that. meditation music. <laughs> it puts them into a more receptive position. So mm-hmm. where do you want to go now? All right. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's keep talking about the Shungite bees. And then uh, I want to get into... Uh, talking about something we had discussed a few days ago regarding um, an event in Corellia, which I don't want to talk about yet. But uh, so the Shanghai Bee Project. Uh, did you did you mention when the Shanghai Bee started and uh, 
is there a possibility we could actually um, uh, expand the shungite project on animals and because I was thinking what about shungite butterflies because um, we have a couple of butterfly um, houses out here like where they just can chill for a little while you know the butterfly houses uh, so is that a possibility of and how would that work all you need to well it, okay when they when when Derek started out he had the three nuggets and he had well he put two, three nuggets on two different hives and immediately there was a whole change to the hive he could see it uh, shortly after that somebody who knew somebody introduced me to Derek and I'm like oh my god oh my god you know and I said to him um, do you want to try using powder to see if powder um, will what the effect of powder sugar powder will have um, now the, the as the bees are going in and out of the hive they're actually pulling little pieces of the shungi with them little bit of powder because it's always letting powder go from the top you know surface areas of it so that we knew that there was that the powder was getting inside the hive but I just wondered what would be their reaction to the powder and my when I first started thinking about it I thought in terms of powder but then I was afraid of you know maybe they'll have some kind of a respiratory problem because you know I mean it's it's like not not so much from coal and black you know lung and everything and I said to Walt Silva I said you know well I'm afraid of them breathing it in he said they don't have lungs and I said well my first reaction was they don't have lungs and I'm thinking that but what I said to him was how the hell would you know that <laughs> Which is, you know, it's like, well, this guy knows so much about so many things. He just amazes me. But so, knowing that they didn't wouldn't get black lung from it, I suggested it to Derek. So he took a uh, a plastic container, you know, like you'd put a silver dollar, uh, you know, in it to keep it, just a little teeny plastic container, and he filled it a little, well, about halfway up with with powder and uh, silver saturated powder. That's why I wanted to try the powder. Um, and so they immediately, I mean immediately, they were attracted to it. And within a very short period of time, the powder was gone. It hadn't blown away or anything. It was very careful about that. Um, it was gone. They had taken it into the hype. And right after that, he thinks that it happened like within the first 24 hours. They started making queen bees, and the queen bee is only made when the current queen is getting older, and because they they, oh my God, it's thousands of eggs that they throw every day. I mean, it's like the life of a queen. I don't know about that, you know. Um, but when they start to slow down with their egg laying, then they create more queens. So, all of a sudden, he's got. The, the hive is gone into what's called superseding. And what that means is that inside the hive, and this, this happened within a matter of, you know, a couple of weeks. And you don't normally, you might see it happen once in a season with, with bees. But this happened within, because it takes like two weeks for you to get a, a queen. And it was right after we put the powder on it, shungite, silver saturated shungite. And 
all of a sudden they are producing so many babies that there's too many for the hive. So they're superseding. They're actually coming out. They call it bearding. The outside of the hive, all of a sudden, you've got all of these bees just hanging on the outside because it's gotten too crowded in their house. And they're waiting for the queens to become mature enough to, to take off. And when they take off, then half the hive goes with them. And that's when you get uh, a bee ball. You'll see these pictures of these, you know, or you'll see a, uh, you know, them flying in mass, and it's as scary as can be, you know. <laughs> well, you know, this is this is. This, I mean, I've learned so many weird things about bees. As they're flying, the queen's flying, right? She is having sex with the drones. That's that's where she gets the sperm to be able to create the uh, fertilized eggs. Is in while they're flying. Seems very dangerous to me. Very very dangerous. But this is this is the life of a, of a queen. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, it oh, that's funny. Take a man to see it that way. Oh, I love it. That's very, very funny. Yeah, so anyway, so you got these big bee balls, you know. And and what happened was that this was in uh, 2016. So he was able to, uh, Derek was able to capture these bee balls. And he, man, he went from the two to eight hives of 50,000 plus bees each in 11 weeks. And and half half of those that was only half he captured maybe half of what went, so the entire environment now had a million plus bees, shungite bees. This was you know some of them were, were I mean they were shungite babies. They came from a shungite hive, right? And they go off into the environment. So. The next year in seventeen, he's gonna he has to move because it was rental property and blah blah blah. So he has to move. He buys a house, and he's got a perfect setup for the bees and everything else. Same thing happens. Only this year, he's so busy with trying to do the Shungite store that um, he didn't capture. I don't even know if he captured any of them, but he was content. He said, "Look at they're going out into the wild, you know." And again, no deaths, nothing. Nobody's dying. <laughs> right and uh, so harvest time comes and his neighbors now he's just moved in he's, he was about I thought how much how many hours he wasn't very far from where he originally had been but he was not exactly his neighborhood and uh, they didn't so the people that lived there kept saying to him we don't know what's happening we've never seen anything like this the flowers are all over the place and look at the apple trees their limbs are breaking because there's so many apples on but we just want you to know that this isn't normal we don't know what's happening and Derek would go I do <laughs> so that's how fast that's how fast we can turn everything around now why am I so absolutely frantic about turning everything around we've got Wi-Fi let's just not talk 5G we're talking Wi-Fi the Wi-Fi signals are destroying the microorganisms and all of the lower level of life 
anywhere that there's Wi-Fi, period. Um, in areas of Wi-Fi fields, 70 to 100% of all insects have disappeared. The people that have been studying this for quite a long time, they, they, the first reports I started getting was back in 09. And what they what they found was that the in Germany they did a somebody somebody was driving down a back road and they didn't get the insects on their windshield and he said why are we not getting it we used to have to stop and actually you know wash the dang windshield because there'd be so many bugs where's the where's the insects and they were, you know, professors. So this started the process of people starting to look a little details, you know. Let's look at the details of what's happening here. And uh, the Germans took and they put up uh, essentially the same kind of a thing, but it was uh, to catch the bees. You know, they, it was a screen so that the bees would get caught and then be so they could count them. And uh, it was a lot of volunteers. They had these weird contraptions on the top of their cars, but they drove all over the uh, uh, the parks, the, you know, the nature preserves. And um, they estimated that 70% of all their insects were gone. Well, that put the people that know about this into a state of complete panic to the point that they didn't say anything. And it took them a while before they started opening up, um, and got over their fear, or maybe just people started, you know, falling into it because we were understanding more about the dangers of this stuff. But um, one of them said, "I'm going home. Love my children. There's nothing to be done because now they're talking about the sixth extinction event. And if you lose your, it's like a pyramid. And if you lose that bottom base of your pyramid." It's all going to come down. And it's it, it, it's the to have the to have the insects allows you to have your amphibians. To have the amphibians and the mice and the rodents allows you to have larger animals. It's, it's it's a pyramid, you know, the the food pyramid. And um, if this crashes, like it will, and there'll be areas of the world that'll survive, but for civilization, in any place you got Wi-Fi. You know, you're going to have uh, a complete collapse of your ecosystem. Now, when we, when I, when I, well, they, I actually had people that deserted me because they thought I was absolutely bonkers. Um, I said from the get-go that 5G was a weapon system. And I said it because when I was in the military back in 76, an insider's insider's insider decided I had to know about 5G. So since 1976, I have watched them build this mother. And they're doing it completely for control um, and depopulation of the, of the planet. And they really don't care about nature. These, these beings that are, I, I don't know, I, I mean, I have a hard time even trying to figure out you know, how could you possibly be this way? But life doesn't have the same impact on them as it does on us. Uh, we think that life is beautiful, that it's the source of, of God, that there's love and, and joy and empathy and compassion. And none of that fits these people, whether they're human or some kind of extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional. They just are not human. They don't have that. And, and by human, 
I mean, even the animals, the nature, the the all of the all of the thing that Gaia created, the natural creation of a consciousness creating God named Gaia. I call her Gaia. Other name, people call her different names. Um, but yeah, so that's why 5G is so dang uh, damaging in that. They turn that sucker on and ball, uh, the birds fly, fall right out of the sky, dead. Bees all over the place, dead. Uh, I mean, I have another essentially station to protect the rest of my station, um, and it's called Beware 5G. Um, yes, we have been censored from YouTube. That's kind of like a, yay! <laughs> you, you must say... Yeah, you must have it right because they censored you. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, 5G is 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 a horrendous, horrendous thing, and I'd been fighting it for 45 years. So we start this up, and all of a sudden, I I I, I honestly was shocked at how fast 5G movement just took off because they were waking up. The people were waking up, you know, and. Um, I, I for the first time in a long time I thought I, I had hope I said my god maybe we can really turn this sucker around and uh, yet it was cut and dry it was it was it was it, you know it's a big big enemy out there because not only do you have the enemies that are based on control and weaponization and all of this other stuff but you got the dumbasses that can be bought or blackmailed or they just don't give a crap you know, so and those those are mainly <laughs> government officials. You know, um, so it was it looked more and more and more like the only way that it was that it was really going to be stopped is is through violence. To be honest with you, um, because if you know the truth, it's a death sentence for humanity if these systems go online. A death sentence, and so it's a it's 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 war, and that's why I say you know I thought that that it, yes indeed you know maybe that's the only thing they'll turn around, and so what happens we have this 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 pandemic thing, right now I'm firmly convinced that it that somebody wanted this to happen, and let's just go with that that somebody wanted this to happen. Well, they had tried to push 5G faster because too many people were waking up. Uh, I wrote a book, another book called Cosmic Reality. And in there, I list a whole series of the rules of cosmic reality that I learned through decades of, I'm kind of an old fart, if you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> so decades of, of researching all of this stuff. And I get to a point where... <laughs> You're fighting a huge, huge barrier of insane stupidity. And so all of a sudden we begin to use radio and communications and the Internet and everybody starts to find out that there are other people thinking the same way they are and you, you start to come together. I mean, they, they built the, the Internet from control. Instead, it turned, boom, it blew up in their faces and now people are getting out of control because they're talking to each other so you got that happening so then oh my god you know these people are coming awake and, and the first rule of cosmic reality is reality is what you think it is 
The second rule is majority wins, and that does not necessarily mean numbers. It means how much energy are you putting into it. And the third one is anybody in charge of a given reality will keep everybody else from knowing rule one and two. And we were working, waking up too fast. So they rushed 5G. And because they rushed 5G, and because of other miracle stories I could tell you, but they rushed 5G, everybody started waking up very quickly. Oh, my God, now they're waking up. Even, oh, my heaven, they, what are we going to do? Let's give them a pandemic. Okay? So they give us a pandemic so that we can go into our homes and we can, you know, get all scared and, and, and you know, nothing is as important as living in a, oh, these things are all around me and i got to have my hands clean and all, oh, my God, oh, my God. I mean, you know, okay? But instead, what happens is that people go, oh, God, I don't have to go to work today. Oh, I don't have any money. Uh, well, nobody has any money. Uh, and the government says they're going to give us some money. So I think I'm just going to sit here and get more awake. Because now I'm wondering what's happening. I'm going to go to that Internet. I'm going to find out what the truth is. So they're waking up even faster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to what point? I mean, it's like it, backfiring. Point, everything they're doing. I, at the at the pace things are going right now, I mean, I think it would be, you know, easy to uh, easy to predict that there may be a a a global protest going on. Um, it pretty much gives anyone that has an issue or a uh, long-standing beef with a massive issue uh, time and the potential to. Uh, actually take to the streets and fight for what they believe is is right uh, peacefully peacefully um, I'd say def it's definitely the most effective tactics um, violence should never be initiated unless it was initiated on you first to be honest but I mean to I, I don't see after all of this settles the world's never going to be the same um, politics are probably probably going to be different but, um, you know, this would be a great time for a global 5G protest or a, a global AI protest or um, autonomous machine protests. Uh, any issues? I mean, now should be the time. You know, we, we should at least discuss some of the best ways to approach it and, uh, and do what we have to do in contributing to that, whether it be... Uh, gathering intelligence, counterintelligence, uh, gathering a, a foot army, you know, uh, peaceful, of course. And uh, in this, everyone plays a critical role. And every decision we make is very important. I think that's something people are waking up to as well, is that their voice does matter. And little things that they choose to do have a much larger effect than they previously thought. So very interesting times although although of course some people are on the uh you know being sacrificed to, uh, essentially for this to occur but um it's really interesting times and um all kinds of causes we can and all well it it is it, it, you you try you're looking at it from the concept of uh 3D reality what the game is is not that. I mean, we see it play out. You have to understand the playing field. You have to understand what's happening. But the the war is in your brain, is in your thoughts. It's thought war, thought warfare. 
the more that they throw at us and the more that we sit back and go, well, that was an interesting thing you did. Did you feel better for it? Yeah, I you mean, know? one of the things that we focus on is solutions. So, you know, the whole yeah. point in the conversation about Shungai is, you know, how at during these times can people protect themselves from this mass, you know, manipulation of the consciousness and getting people to, to just like a robot okay we say this do that and then people do that and it's like you know quite frankly i've never put on a mask I, i've met a lot of other people that you know it, it's really about keeping yourself healthy all the time so you don't really have to worry about that and i just i just wouldn't accept the manipulation i wouldn't accept the the i won't even repeat the words because they're like triggers you know, and I, I don't even want to hear it. It's just like, okay, my reality is my reality. I'm not going to be manipulated by an outside reality that's trying to make me accept that reality because that's not, I don't feel like I am choosing, you know, to something good if I'm just going to sit back and accept what's being pushed down my throat. So... The whole idea about the Shungite, you know, in my experience of going from a Shungite environment to a non-Shungite environment, and then being like super affected by all the crazy, because nothing's been normal for like at least two, three months, it's like, how do we take Shungite into our environment and find peace and balance and, and if anything, empowerment by not allowing ourselves to be affected by this, these outer manipulations. I mean, what I, if, I know you have like packets where you can get like a, a home environment protection kit, if you will, like if a, people just want to start with one thing or definitely I think people should be wearing it. I think they should be protecting their pets. We're definitely going to get that rubber, um, whatever you call the mat for our pet, but um, just if you could just touch on some ideas on like how just ever how someone just starts out to bring Shungite into their life, what would you suggest? Well, the first thing I'm going to suggest is that you buy my book, <laughs> Shungite Reality, because because I wrote it in concert with Walt and Derek in order to put in one place everything that we had learned at that moment about Shungite. It's, it starts out with an overview of the science, very simplistic. Then it goes into 67 pages of people explaining their experiences. And oddly enough, that's like one of the, I think it might be the most popular chapter because they're, they're hearing all sorts of people tell their stories. And it was those stories that kept us going and they would do something, we'd go, how did that happen? You know, and then we had another thing to look at. The the people that supported us, especially very early, um, and came back and talked to us about what their experience was, they taught us as much as we taught them. So to me, it's a very – and I ne I did not compile that that particular section. That was uh, Jan Shaw. She's my editor on the book, and she, she put that together from – we have a, a customer testimonial blog where you can go there, or a lot of it was from Facebook people telling stories. The second, the third uh, chapter is FAQs, and there's 83 frequently asked questions that 
answers just about every question you're going to ask because I've been asked an awful lot of questions. I do have a few that I missed. Um, <clears throat> but then you get into chapter four. And chapter four sets up the science in a lot more detail. It talks about the organ. It talks about energy efficiency. It talks about why is it that an electromagnetic field s signal is coming to you and it's rotating in a way that is opposite the way biological cells rotate. So if you're hit with it, then and you, we've got pictures of thermography, you know, thermal heat up of a hand holding a cell phone of, a, of the head as the cell phone's up there. Why is your head heating up? Well, it's because your cells are trying to rotate one way and this thing is making them go in the other way. There's stress, there's heat, there's inflammation. Now you can't think right. Okay, that's just the science of what these signals do to, to us. Um, so we get into that, but then we get into what happens energetically when you add shungite. And... Uh, and once you so once you get through the, the the fourth chapter, you're going to have a lot more understanding of the concepts of quantum entanglement. What do we mean by that? Resonance. Why is that so critically important? Well, quantum entanglement is what holds everything together. Uh, where why does astrology work? Well, because you're an energy field. You're an energy signature. All right, and you come into a particular environment. Zoop. You've just had little pieces of information regarding energy applied to your signature because you're in a different environment. That's where you were born. That's why astrology starts to work. And then you, under a certain gene, uh, uh, gene, genealogical uh, effects, okay, they add to you. The people you sleep with, the people you eat with, the people that you go to school with, all every single person you meet adds something to you. Every place you go adds something to your signature, your energy signature. This is quantum entanglement. You're connected energetically to all of these things. So when you think in terms of quantum entanglement within the context of Shanghai, Every people, every person who is involved with Shungite has a quantum entanglement with every person who is in, has a quantum entanglement with Shungite. So what's happening right now? Now this is this was was a on the twenty first of February. Uh, a blue ball of light. Now. It's a blue ball. It's not a comet. It's not a meteorite. It does not have any tail. It's a blue ball of translucent, luminescence, blue. And it flies through the sky to be photographed by a camera that's on the ground, pointed at a church. And it just happens to be that the entire trajectory, you know, was on this camera. Well, as it came in and got heated in the atmosphere or hit the atmosphere or maybe just got triggered, I don't know, it blew up. And it blew up over the field of Corellia where the Shungite is. Um, 
and I know this because I did a remote view of the situation, but more importantly, I have contacts in Karelia that confirmed that this happened right over the Shanghai field. So we had a number of, I've actually got a three hour program out there of different shows discussing this event. And uh, they, they, we learned as we talked about certain things, you know, um, I found out more information about it, exactly where it was, confirmed it on the ground, you know, this is where it fell. Um, everything about what we could, you know, so you see a progression of, it's, a, it's probably the best discussion of this event. And it's up on the Cosmic Reality YouTube station. Um, that was on the 21st of February. <laughs> that was a Friday, Saturday night in Russia. On Thursday, this whole thing about the coronavirus started erupting. That's when they decided they were going to stop the economy. That's when it all started. And if you can't understand this kind of massive connection, then I suggest you look up the term Hopi Blue Star Kachina. Probably just Blue Star will get it to you. But there is uh, an ancient prophecy, supposedly, um, of things that the Hopis were told would happen. And you read them and you go, oh, well, that was when the railroad came in. Oh, that was when this happened. That's when this happened. But the one that has not or had not occurred yet was the prophecy of the blue star and there's a couple of three about three different kind of versions of it but remember if this is truly ancestral knowledge it's been passed down by word of mouth um and it's but the basic guts of it says that um when the blue star comes from the heavens it will mark the end of the fourth world and the beginning of the fifth and for, for 10 years at least, every time some blue thing happened in the heavens, everybody goes, that's a blue star, you know? And <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm telling you, this fits the description so much better than anything I've ever seen. And immediately you start having this, you know, this freak out on earth that stops the world, stops it dead in its tracks. And all of a sudden, people are, are like in a massive change. You know, nobody on the face of the earth is, that realizes it's happened is going to not change. Very interesting, and I'd say, uh, you know, definitely historical. How um, you know during these uh, transitions or changes, even police officers are joining protesters in uh, in certain, you know, um, in a handful of these protests, which I've I've never seen that happen. It happened in Portsmouth, Ohio. Um, they actually, they actually uh, uh, took a knee. About there were about five officers, small town, southern Ohio. They all took a knee while a black man uh, was on the steps, and these officers were behind him. Um, he was on on the steps with his fists in the air, um, telling it like it is in front of his peaceful crowd of protesters, and it ended with the police officers hugging the peaceful protesters and they came together peacefully and and also uh, there have been reports of uh, a police officer uh, at least one actually joining in on the marches 
So I mean, that's that's history. I mean, are we going to are we going to see something like, you know, I don't like using movie references very often at all, but in um, V for Vendetta, when um, when the protesters take to the streets, uh, of course they're supposed to be met with militarized police, right, at the order of the dictator. Although the uh, the militarized pr police stand down and actually allow the protesters to do what they need to do. I'm wondering if that's going to be the case here with uh, with the uh, militarization and bringing in of the National Guard into the U.S. to uh, stop these protests. I'm wondering if the National Guard and the uh, police officers will actually realize what the protesters are here for and actually join in on taking down the true tyranny. I, I well, was that, what, okay, go ahead. Kimberly. No, I was just going to say, I, I think you know, with everyone having to take time to assess, like, their world because everything stopped. Like, they're not working. They're, you know, they're... They can't just, like, be constantly distracted by they're working six days a week, their TV. I mean, like, people have been forced to slow down, be with their kids... Like, like everybody was just in this mad rush to nothing, you know, more stuff, distract this, distract that. It, it slowed people down, it forced people to, like, assess, you know, their life for a second. And so I, I just think that's, like, that's where everything's changing. I mean, I, I think people are are being forced to be awake, quite frankly, um, and maybe that's part of this prophecy because you know this this old way of living is not our future and i just wanted to touch on that for a second well the fact of the matter is is that the protesters i mean they, they did a survey 96% of americans said that they saw murder that that was a murderous environment and that these police officers should all you know go to jail um so there was no no contention in anybody that saw what happened. It was blatantly in your face. So they doing these very. I mean, I if I could, I'd have been there, you know, protesting what happened in that street, not simply because of what happened, but because of the cover up that ensued. And as soon as they said that this was going to be a manslaughter charge, I said, "Oh my God, that was the worst thing you could have done," because. Oh, yeah, yeah, he accidentally killed him. No, we all saw murder. Premeditated murder. And the the thing that, that came out about this was that everybody knew. You know, I don't want to get into the details because I, I avoided the details. But I know the details now because it's what I do. I have to learn this stuff so that I can assess it. But I don't want it to affect me. And by that, what I mean is that you've got the protesters, but these protesters were set up. This was, I don't want to use the words FF, okay? You know that thing that you wave in the air because they'll take us down immediately, okay? Don't ever use the words. You know what I'm talking about? FF. A flag, a flag that's flying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, gotcha. you know, it's not true. 
okay? That's a key word. It'll take anybody down. Um, that was a setup situation. So, but those people that were there, I don't even know, um, you know, mind controlled situation. This is, I don't want to get into that whole story. But what happened was that how can you go from a situation that supposedly nobody knew was going to occur to a situation where a tremendous amount of people are being brought into the streets over protesting this? And you've got within, you know, three days, massive rioting where people are going places where pallets of rocks have been laid and firebombs so that they know where they can go to get this stuff, to have the ammunition to be able to do all this destructive crap. All right. So it's exposing the true dark side. Um, when when the when they all went to their houses and everybody was like, oh, these sheeples, I'm going, no, 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 you don't understand. By getting them, by, by them being willing to go to the house on a subconscious level, they know they have got to get out of the way. Because if they had just gone along with it, then you would have had those things happening in schools and in malls and in churches. Any place there would have been a crowd, there would have been... People that are absolute professional at what they're doing, highly trained. Okay, this is a this is an army that's been there. Um, I don't again want to get into it. We've known about it, you know that it's there, and it's exposing itself. So, even though it looks just horrendous, trust me. In the end, you're going to wake more people up. Oh my God, they're fighting in my street. It's the same kind of people that were over in the Middle East doing it to one country after another. Now they're in America. You know, the difference is, the difference is, is that human beings are waking up. And they're going to see this. And it's just another, it's like they keep trying to hit us to make us, and it, all it's doing is waking us up faster. You know, it's like now they're shaking us in the bed. Get up, get up. <laughs> what, what happened? You know. And uh, so even even the worst of it will bring us to a much better reality as long as we keep those images in our head. We can't get it's, it's like you have to you have to become an observer. All right. And you cannot allow yourself to engage emotionally in that old reality. That's a story that's coming to an end. What we have to do is engage ourselves in creating a reality of what can be. You know, and there's so many, there's so many weird, I mean, and, and oh, this is, this is the biggest thing that's happening in the universe. And in probably many universes, because we're all connected on so many levels to so many higher echelons and versions of ourselves that would blow people's minds. But just think of it on Earth. We're all connected to the human family. You know, how many of us personally know a psychopath? Personally know. Not many. Right? So out of all the the, the, the 7.5 billion people on the face of the Earth, very few of us know psychopaths. We're going to win. The people are coming. The people are waking up. 
And all you have to do is worry about every thought you have. If you start to go to a state of fear, you're feeding that old reality. You know, I mean, there's a concept of timelines that says that every single thought that you have that creates a question, should I go to the right, should I go to the left? Should I take the blue one, should I take the red one? Every one of those situations, you create a timeline that goes both ways. But the one that you put your energy into is the one that continues to go, and the other one just loses steam. You know, that's what's happening to the old reality. It's gone bonkers because it's losing all of the energy of the human beings who are waking up who are saying, like, that's a nightmare. I'm leaving that thing. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Well, the, the power of the collaborative effort of the, the human species is being felt now more than it ever has on this earth, I believe. Uh, every, like you said, every choice we make, every, say, if on a larger scale, every project that we choose from decisions that we've made have an exponential impact. And we need to stop doubting ourselves and you know, do something that you would in the past consider risky. You know, do what you've always wanted to do. Well, since the blue shungite happened, okay, um, all of us that are that we're talking to one another through this whole thing, the thing that became very, very apparent was a whole new energy field had been dropped and laced over the shungite that was now permeating the world worldwide. And what it has done as far as I perceive is that it has um, accelerated our ability to manifest. And, you know, I mean, I do a lot of these shows and you talk to people and it's like, man, I was looking for something and all of a sudden it was right there in front of me. You know, there's a lot of very subtle manifestations. I said, I said, I said to a friend of mine, I said, you know, they're really good at giving you these these little weird things, but the big things they don't seem to get. You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. But the little things, and once you begin to perceive the little things, and then once you begin to expect the little things, then the big things start to roll over. You know, like. Oh, you don't like that thing in the happening in the streets? Not a problem. We'll just stop it. We can stop it with our thoughts. Mm. Oh, it was interesting much- moving here, too. It's like I struggled, you know, because it was so much change at once. But, you know, God's like, that's yesterday. This is a new chapter, you know, focus forward. And so not letting the mind, like, go backward in time and try to you know, resist the, you know, the new and exciting future. Um, I resisted it. I mean, that was more of an ego thing, but, you know, having faith and being appreciative for um, this new chapter is like, I'm in a different space, especially, again, talking about the Shungite and all the protection and bringing it down to our world and, and our environment again. You know, it's interesting, just a couple of days ago, I'm like, Bobby, we gotta, we gotta talk about the Shungite. <laughs> I think it's really important now more than ever. Well, to answer your, okay, go ahead. I just wanted to say that um, if you get the book from uh, cosmicreality.net or cosmicreality.com, there's, there's links to it. 
and you go to through our store, you'll get a sticker for your phone. And that's a $10 value right there. Um, you know, because and also what they do is they take the book and they use Shungite ink and they stamp a B image into the book. And that is just more quantum entanglement. You know, um, I'm not going to put the P- put the book up as a free PDF because I want people to physically have that book in their hands. It's a quantum entanglement. Um, I, sooner or later, I will because they'll steal it <laughs> sooner or later. Um, and I'd rather it come through me free than, you know, somebody else charging you. Um, so, but so, yes. If you go to the to go out there, the first thing you want to do is get an environmental kit. It comes with the stickers. It comes with a smart sticker thing. It comes with a magnet, and I'm not. We're not even going to get into the magnet thing. And um, then buy yourself one of the various personal pendants that they have. Um, but the the book is the. I wrote the book so that people would. It's and it's it's got a huge index in it. And the index has got like. You know, there's a lot of space in the index place so that you can make notes. I want this to be something that you can use to to really come into an understanding. Because it's not just Shanghai. Shanghai's ta- ta- teaching us about enterology and how to manipulate energy to manifest anything you need or want. Well, not so much need. Because Shanghai's very careful about that. You cannot do anything that is detrimental to yourself or others. It just won't work. And with that, uh, I'd like to let all of the listeners know, both uh, both through Cosmic Reality and the Call to Actions podcast, it'll be posted up as a podcast as soon as I get it up, um, but we're live here right now. Um, I'm going to be visiting my mom on Friday. I'll be gone for three weeks, but when, when we come back, Nancy, uh, when can our listeners on Cosmic Reality uh, through the Call to Actions show uh be expected to hear the A Call to Actions radio show on Cosmic Reality. Uh, are we going to do it on Tuesdays? or or? Well, we'll, we'll just, well, hey, look at in three weeks we don't know what it'll be. <laughs> you know, let's talk about it when you come back or, you know, before you get here. We'll make a decision that way. Because um, we just don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And um, Very true. Um, well, our website is acalltoactions.com uh, you can, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to iTunes or Stitcher, uh, tune in, any podcatcher that you use and type in a call to actions and you'll find it with our episodes there and you'll be getting a, a steady feed because we'll be doing it once a week here uh, starting at the end of June. Um, as well, if you want to support a call to actions, you can by our independent documentary that that I filmed, edited, and uh, created 100% independently. Uh, I designed the, the cover artwork. It's called Death by Diffusion. Um, what it is is interviews, very, inve- very deep investigative interviews with four nuclear whistleblowers that worked at a uh, uranium processing facility in Portsmouth, Ohio during the Cold War, they were exposed to massive amounts of radiation. They kept a lot of secrets while they worked at the plant, but they have here recently came together 
and are now blowing the whistle on the plant and the United States and Russia's involvement uh, in the nuclear field. So you go to a calltoactions.com and click on the Death by Diffusion documentary tab and you could pay through either PayPal or Venmo. Um, if you want to email us, uh, you can email us at upandout at hush.com. That's upandout at hush.com. And uh, Kimberly, you have anything to say? No, we're just really excited. I mean, our, our whole mission uh, is just to, to bring solutions to things, you know, to they're, they're, whatever it is that we're challenged by in this world. If we put our energy towards the solution, that's really where we want to go. Um, so that that's kind of our the basis of our our mission and whatever that be, whether it be health related, whether that be um, just opening our minds to what's going on around us. Um, we're just we're not here to get angry or fearful or to instill any of that negative energy. We're just here to say you know open your mind, um, look at the, the possible solutions that you can bring into your world. Shanghai, it's been a big part of our world, and we're always respected and had a lot of um, excitement about how it's being used on a daily and the testimonials, and we're really excited to read your book and get more products um, into our world and get that environment back so we are protected, and to just bring that awareness to others, that's the whole point. We're really excited that our first show could be around Shanghai. Um, our first live show. Our first live show. Yeah, we had plenty yeah. of other shows, uh, and then we started our podcast. Uh, there are a few there, and then now uh, the new chapter is live. So we'll be doing that hopefully at We're the excited end, about this collaboration. At the end of Nancy, June. Nancy, we can't thank you enough for uh, the journey that you've been on to you know, just exponentially on a daily basis help bring awareness to how Shanghai can help us and get it out to the masses. <laughs> yes, Nancy, thank you for being on our show today and thank you for giving us the opportunity to be live. Yeah, and thank you for your service to humanity and the planet. We're all in this together, you know, and um, mainly just have fun. You know, it, 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 people should know that you, 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 we do have a chat room um, I should probably well see this is coming in over Skype uh, I've got another show coming up and the next show for those people that may have come here because of uh, you know being fans of of um, Kimberly and um, what's your name Bobby <laughs> um, because right after this we're going to be on with Walt Silva all right it's it's the cosmic reality radio show and uh, with Dolly Howard and Walt Silva and you never know where that's going to go. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I've had a very nice time here. Thank you so very much. And thank you so much for being here. And um, How do people find your, your radio show? Cosmic Reality. Oh, the radio show? Just go to CosmicReality.com and the tab will say radio. It drops down, but just hit the radio tab and you'll go to where the players are and where the chat room is. And, uh, you know, we, we have some very dedicated chatters. Not many of them. We don't have a, a, a large number of people that show up when we do the live shows. We do have some. There's more all the time. But the, we've got archives. So your shows will go into our, our, our archives that are kept um, online. 
and also made into a YouTube video. So there's a lot of ways that people can uh, actually hear these shows that's convenient for them because we're a world, worldwide network. And I have been told by some very authoritative uh, sources that um, we are very popular with the Galactics. They listen to our shows. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, we're going to um, end our first live show uh, with Nancy, but we'll be back sometime very soon, and we'll, we'll definitely be staying in contact. So um, we thank you. God bless, and stay healthy, stay happy, stay resistant. <laughs> Embrace positive solutions and change.